0: Hello everybody. It's Miles of the Indiana Pacers. You listen to the Peace Rules Podcast. Be sure to follow at Rules on Twitter. Hello everyone and welcome to the Pacer's podcast, the only Australian NBA podcast with a bias toward the Indiana Pacers and the only Australian NBA podcast that gives you a chance to meet Tyrese Halliburton on All-Star Weekend. Alex, this has been a crazy few days for us trying to, you know, get this competition uh, all sorted uh i think if you know us and if you know the uh the social media side and if you know justin our our third musketeer who is currently in the us his brother tyson is a really uh, influential important artist graphic designer um and we're alerted to the fact that we could give one of our listeners an opportunity to meet tyrese halliburton and, and couldn't really believe it i mean it's you know we're a pretty small, humble podcast of a couple of guys from Australia that talk about this team and uh, what a privilege to be able to give one of our listeners the opportunity to be able to meet our franchise player.
1: Yeah. Shout out to to Tyson real quick as well, because behind the scenes, I feel like you and me have been, or well, and Justin as well, have been trying to will him to get a pacer yes. on one of these cards.
0: He was on the uh, second episode of this show over four and a half years he, ago. Was, he yeah. said wow We said to him at that point in time hey can you get a pacer can can we can we start to see some pacer content and he was like yeah you got to give me like a guy that's worthy and look to be honest aside from you know a really good Oladipo all-star season we haven't really had a guy that's worthy until now and mm. since Tyrese has started taking off we started saying it more, hey, you know, Tyson should really try and get Tyrese all Star Weekend, you know, that sort of stuff. We probably played actually not probably. We definitely played no part in this happening. Let's let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> um but, <laughs> you know, I feel I like we might have maybe we, we planted the, the seed of an idea.
1: It. I think so. I think we gotta take some credit for it. The the three of us Pacer fans can take credit for uh for, for what Tyson does. No, nah, I'm just <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, if, if he, Pacers fans aren't familiar with his work by the way like he is one of the the gold standards for for sports design I mean I remember I'm sure I said this to him on the interview but I remember when he was him and the uh, posterizers crew was doing work and they were like the guys to look up to so yeah shout out to uh shout out to Tyson they're in Indy right now so not only will you get to meet Tyrese but more importantly you'll get to meet Justin. A, uh, a member of the Pacers podcast. I think, that's even, I think that's even better than Titan Arms. No,
0: we should have run a separate competition for that. I think it would have been a lot of <laughs> takers. But, you know, you look at you look at Tyson's social media, you look at the athletes he's collaborated with, you know, from across different sports. But just in the NBA, you know, you've got Patrick Ewing, you've got Dennis Rodman recently. Um, didn't didn't he do Tom Brady as well? Yeah, he did. Yeah, Tom Brady, Allen Iverson. Just, just you know, like it's... It's Steph Curry. He did a huge drop with yeah. Steph Curry, a couple of drops with Steph Curry when he won the title. That was insane. Uh, he's done graphics for Lionel Messi. He's done graphics for, you know, so many different fighters, ballers, soccer players, footballers, um, for those European listeners. Um, but, you know, he's, he's first loves the NBA and he's, he's always done a lot of NBA content. So we are just really privileged to have the opportunity to to give one of our listeners uh, the ability to meet, you know, a franchise player. Tyrese is, you know, on the level of those guys now. He's so popular. He, you know, topped the All-Star um, voting in the East for guards, which I, I, can't, I can't tell you when that's ever happened to a Pacers player in the history of the franchise. But it just gives you an indication as to how popular this guy has become and the fact that he's collaborating with a guy that we know and – respect um, is gigantic. Uh, So you can head to our our social media, you can head to uh, the Paceroos on Twitter, you can head to or x as it's known now you can head to Paceroos on Instagram as well. The Paceroos in both Instagram and Twitter, you can click the link, uh, you can register and if you'll be an indie across all-star weekend then you might find out in a couple of days that you have the opportunity to meet tyrese Halliburton, which is crazy just just a, a once in a lifetime opportunity to meet a all-star starting player alex and um you know we're both pretty jealous you've uh, been lucky enough to meet a couple of the Pacers players in person justin's been lucky enough to meet a few of the players in person i haven't been able to get over Indy yet since we've started this show, so I'm looking forward to eventually getting over and uh, meeting some of these guys. But, you know, Tyrese, as as nice and as humble and as, you know, respectful off the court as he appears in any and all other forms of media, right?
1: Right. I, I think the one thing that people will say after they meet Tyrese is, is that, right? It's just how nice he is, how even if you spend 10 seconds with him, um, Justin, obviously, as you said, got to meet him a year ago. And I mean, he, he doesn't have to sit down with anyone and have a chat with them. He can just tell them to bugger off if he really wanted yeah, yeah. to. He's an all-star, he's an NBA guy. A lot of guys would do that. Yep. Um, no, nah, but, but he's down to earth. He signs everyone's stuff. And he, uh, yeah, he's down for a chat as well. So shout out to Tyrese. And again, if you do want a chance to meet him, as as Adam just said, go to, our, uh, go to the Paceroos on Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. I don't care. And then go to our Instagram as well and and sign up to enter.
0: So a huge opportunity. We'll plug that again at the end of the show, but we've got to talk about, you know, the last month or so of Pacers basketball. Of course, a uh, trade deadline where we lost a guy that we expected to lose in Buddy Heald. Uh, the return on that was not what people were expecting. However, in the end we received couple of second round picks and Doug McDermott at the end of the day and a bunch of guys that were waived or traded on or whatever the case may be. So great to see Dougie McBucket's back in a pacers uniform. I know TJ McConnell would have been thrilled, Alex, but not the return we expected for a guy who can son of kind of break a game open like Buddy Heald, but says to me that there was no ability to be able to come to any sort of agreement on a contract extension or a new contract in the summer. And the Pacers knew that they were in a cap crunch, having to pay Pascal Siakam top dollar, having Tyrese's extension kick in that wasn't going to end well for their cap sheet.
1: Right. And that's it. Two Max guys basically coming into the books next year. Then you also think Obi Toppin's a restricted free agent. So yeah. Are you going to re-sign him? Jalen Smith's contract you have to think about now. So it was just never going to work out. And yeah, from from what I had heard behind the scenes per my sources, um, <laughs> there there was some contract talks at, at the in the offseason, but buddy wanted more money, which is look fair enough. Right. Right? You you right. value yourself as a player. Yeah. Um but but yeah, it it just wasn't gonna work out money-wise. Obviously sad because he and Tyrese had created such a bond. And uh, Pacers fans will somewhat be reminiscent of when PG and Danny got split up. Um, obviously, if you're Tyrese, you understand that that part of the business side. But yeah, it, I would imagine it's always tough to see one of your closest friends get traded. Although, shout out to Buddy, because he's looked good in a Philly uniform. And I think that's a pretty, like out of all the places he could have gone, that's maybe as good of a fit once Embiid comes back as you could hope for.
0: It's a sensational fit for him, and we wish him all the best. I mean, you've had a good experience with Buddy. So has Justin. Um, great guy from all accounts. Loose, as we say here in Australia, you know, uh, doesn't mind partying, doesn't mind a little partying, <laughs> letting his hair down in his spare time, but still plays hard and was a, uh, a great pacer for a couple of years, uh, a guy that, you know, helped Tyrese get accustomed to the team and comfortable. He obviously is one of Tyrese's close friends, so it will be interesting to see how that void is filled um, because of course, Tyrese has a lot of friends around the league and, you know, who wouldn't want to be teaming up with uh, the best point guard in the league, in my opinion, Tyrese Halliburton, but um, we wish Buddy all the very best. Dougie McBucket's back in for the Pacers. You got to consider that he's got an expiring deal. Most of the guys that Pacers traded for were on expiring deals. So they didn't take on any new cap money at all. You alluded to it. Got Smith coming up with the extension. We've got Tyrese with the extension. We've got Siakam with a new contract. Miles is heading into a contract year. You've got Obi as a restricted free agent. You've got Jalen Smith with the bird rights. So there is an opportunity for the Pacers to balloon over the cap with re signing guys, which they're going to have to do to keep all their guys. But we've got to talk about the persistent rumors on social media that uh, a former Pacer, All Star, uh, where's number 13? Uh, plays for the Clippers, has not signed an extension and is, um, sources say, very interested in a reunion with the city of Indianapolis and very interested in playing with Tyrese Halliburton. And that is Paul George. I am kind of flabbergasted that this rumour just kind of keeps coming up, if only because usually when a rumour keeps coming up, it ends up being true. Because Victor Oladipo got rumored to go to Miami about 18 months before he did and the rumor just kept coming up kept coming up kept coming up but he healed the rumor was that he was going to get traded for the last year just kept coming up all the time and all of a sudden he did Uh, you got to think that there is some fire to this smoke when it comes to Paul George right
1: yeah, I don't want to get too delusional, but I'm already ordering the uh, the Newport <laughs> George jersey, mate. So no. yes, <laughs> yes, I love it. It's one of those things, isn't it? Where like you were kind of saying there were the rumours, but it's all, it's normally the reverse with the Pacers, yeah. right? It's normally oh this guy's leaving, not this guy wants to come to Indiana. So when do we ever yeah, get? Yeah, obviously, net, we literally never get that. Um, Shout out to the uh hashtag KevIndyRantDays days if you are uh, were around on Pacers Twitter for that.
0: But he, you know, you say that, and I want to pick up on something you said there. Usually the player is rumored to leave the franchise. One of those players was yes. Paul George. He left. That is true.
1: <laughs> it's uh it's a little bit of the elephant in the room, isn't it, Paces? Yeah. There are some Pacers fans who I think still hold a grudge about that and he still gets some booze every now and then, but Look, the, LeBron got booed right before he went yeah, back yeah. to Cleveland. Yeah, was up helping them boo. win a chip. So, yep.
0: look, I I'm in two minds on this, Alex, and I'll tell you why. Um, number one, Paul George has played a lot of money to play professional basketball. Mm. A lot of mm-hmm. money. He's play, He's paid at the moment somewhere in the vicinity of 49000000 dollars the Pacers cannot afford to pay him that kind of money. When they're paying Tyrese, you know, 35 to 40. When they're paying Pascal, 45 to 50. Something's got to give there. The cap's only 135 or so million. So they can't afford to pay all three of those guys top dollar. That's number one. Number two, if they did trade for Paul George, because it would have to be a sign and trade. They don't have any cap room to just sign Paul George to a straight out free agent contract, then they would need to potentially include the salary of Miles Turner at a ticker under twenty million, uh, and in addition to other guys, you know, you could potentially re-sign Obi Toppin, include him in the deal. You could uh, include T.J. McConnell's nine million non-guaranteed for next year in the deal. Uh, you could get to the number, but you would have to give up Miles Turner to do it. Now, I'm not saying that Miles Turner is as good of a player as Paul George. He is not. One is an all-star, one is not. Um, Miles Turner has been the intro to this show since the beginning. We love Miles Turner. I more think that it is harder to replace Miles Turner at centre, at a shot-blocking centre, and it would be difficult to be able to go from a guy like, you know, Miles Turner to another guy that you're effectively paying the minimum or Jalen Smith, who not a noted, you know, defensive anchor, gets boards, gets some points, but not a guy who you would expect to be anchoring a championship team at center, because that's what this team would be. Tyrese Halliburton, Pascal Siakam, Paul George. That is a championship caliber top three. So you would need complementary players around them that defend, that make each other better. And the pacers have plenty of those guys. Aaron Neesmith would slide into that starting lineup as well. You've got the makings, you've got four out of five. You just need your fifth guy. And if you have to give up Turner, you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul a little bit because all of a sudden now you've lost, you've you've gained your, you know, all star caliber wing, but you've lost your, you know, slightly under all star caliber center.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, the issue that you run into there is the depth problem. So, you know, you look at the Suns and the three contracts they have uh, going out to get Bradley. it feels like a no-brainer. But then the, the biggest question then is how do you fill out the roster? So if you're the Pacers, if you do go out and get Paul George, and as you said, you trade McConnell, you trade Miles, maybe a couple other pieces, all of a sudden, what's your bench looking right? Uh, looking like because right now they're the highest scoring bench in the league obviously one of the best offenses in the league but you give up the, arguably the best backup point guard maybe your backup power forward one of your young guys is probably in that deal as well so that's where you know as as the sign and trade is the only way you can get it done but the problem there is the the money is difficult matching it is difficult and yeah, the the depth becomes a problem, but that front line on the perimeter with Tyrese, PG and Siakam, I mean that that alone would be you know the maybe the most talented trio the Pacers have ever had.
0: You add Smith to that as a starter, and then right. if you're able to keep a uh, an Andrew Nemhard as well, even if you have to give up a Benedict Matherin in the deal, uh, if you can keep Nemhard, if you can keep Walker uh, coming off the bench. Have Neesmith start. You need to find a center, but you just you've got you're right. You've sacrificed depth, but you've got the makings of a lineup that can compete with the very best teams in the league, let alone the East. You're already competing with Milwaukee. Um, you need to go out and find an beat stopper at that point, and you need to compete with Philly. You got you can compete with Boston now. Now that you have Siakam, now that you have PG, now that you have Torres Salibert, and you can compete with Boston. So, and, and I mean, Denver are obviously the, the tough one in the West. They have the size that the Pacers wouldn't have. So, you'd be sacrificing size, but at the same time, you, you've you got PG who can play either wing position, you know, extremely well, um, and you've got some young guys still on rookie contracts on the bench. So, look, I, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it, it comes with a great deal of risk in terms of what you sacrifice, particularly if you have to give up Miles Turner. Um, because giving up Miles Turner, who's one of the most talented defensive centers in the league from a shot blocking perspective um, is a difficult proposition. You have to know that you have a center or two centers waiting in the wings, able to sign for very little money um, and able to allow you to compete at the highest level uh, in a starting capacity. So we'll move on to the Indiana Charlotte game. Indiana lost to the Hornets, one eleven to one hundred two. A rough game, Alex. You know Tyrese obviously thirteen points, twelve assists. He's back to playing starters minutes, which is great. But the Pacers shot eight for thirty from three. Uh, They shot sixty two percent from the line. The bench was really, really bad. 18 bench points with between three players. Benedict Matherin, nowhere near 100%. He had no points in 14 and a half minutes. Doug McDermott uh, had zero points as well in his nearly eight minutes. Ben Shepard also failed to score. All five starters in double figures, which is a good thing, but you just lost to one of the worst teams in the league. It's hard because... Post trade deadline when you trade away such a big part of your rotation, it, you know, you can easily call that growing pains when it comes to the new rotation. But these are the games you got to win.
1: And it's been a theme this season with the Pacers. I mean, uh, one and two now against the Hornets, 0 oh and 2 against the Trailblazers. They lost in Washington. They lost to the Raptors at home. That's five to six games that realistically you should be winning and if you do win if you win four of those six games you're a top three seed right now yet here we are looking at the standings closing in on all side break and the paces are in a dogfight right now for that you know six to, to seven to eight range um they they lost the tiebreaker already to orlando which could be big i don't think they want to see the miami heat in the play-in tournament um, Absolutely don't give Jimmy not. Butler a chance to, to knock you out in one game. So for the paces, the, the, these are games you're going to look back at, at the end of the year and probably be kicking yourself because it could mean the difference between finishing as the sixth seed or having to, to fight for your playoff hopes in a, in an elimination situation.
0: The one is Philadelphia, obviously three games out of Philadelphia and equal with Orlando now in record. But Orlando, you right. Have the tiebreaker there. Um, the Pacers have the ability to leapfrog both of those teams. Philly are without Embiid for the foreseeable future and currently without Tobias Harris. Orlando still a young team themselves. So the Pacers still have a really good chance. Um, but, and they also have one of the easiest schedules in the league heading out of the All-Star break as well. That's Let's not forget that. The Pacers started with a relatively easy schedule. They've probably gone through the hardest part of their schedule now. Uh, and then yes. they finish off with an easy schedule as well. So you have to consider the fact that they're going to be playing bad teams down the stretch more often than not, which is great for them. Um, and you compare that to a team that's missing an MVP like um, Philadelphia is, and three games will not be that hard to make up. I still think the Pacers finish outside of the plane. I still think they finish fifth or sixth in the East. But you're right, losses like that kill you. They, they could be the difference between finishing in the plane and finishing above the plane.
1: Yeah, and I, I, to play devil's advocate, I suppose the the flip side of that is, well, did we expect him to have four wins against the Bucs? Probably not. Did you expect him to, to be able to beat the Celtics and 76ers and the Cavs multiple times this season? Probably not as well. So it feels like to me maybe more than any team in the league the paces have been guilty of playing to the level of their opponent. And I think you see that in a lot of the games that they've played against these teams that they should be beating on paper. Yeah. And yeah, it's disappointing because I don't want to be doing a podcast in, you know, a month and a half time saying, damn, we just lost to the Miami heat, you know, in the play in tournament. Um, and now we're just kicking ourselves because we gave the Raptors a lottery pick. So yeah hopefully they can figure it out as you said their schedule gets easier i think it's like the fifth easiest schedule for the rest of the year so they do need to take care of business and they need the all-star break badly like it they look lethargic they've looked tired i think there's an illness going around i heard jj talk about that Mather and sick so yeah they need the all-star break quickly
0: Desperately. And, and, you know, the All Star break is in Indy, so you'll see more players probably sticking around and taking in the action. Uh, we've got some players in action around the All Star break. I believe Matherin, Halliburton, and Turner are teaming up for the skills challenge. I think Halliburton's in the three point contest. Halliburton, obviously, in the All Star game as well. Don't have a dunk contest uh, participant, as far as I'm aware. Um, and we have Oscar Toshibwe in the um, the rookie sophomore challenge as well as Benedict Matherin. Matherin's an outside chance for that and for the MVP of that game, by the way. That's a guy that, you know, we've seen guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dion Waiters, you know, wings that like to score and can get hot, um, come into that game and just blow it apart. And Matherin's fully capable of that.
1: I think you could either see like a eight from eight game or a uh, zero from eight game. That that could be the way Matherin goes in the uh, sophomore one.
0: Yeah, it's um. I think the, the concern is that there's a really big gap in terms of Ben's best game and Ben's worst game. And he's been suffering from illness mm-hmm. um, so far, as you alluded to. So it's difficult to be able to say anything more than he's been sick. Um, but I think the distance between his very best and his very worst is far too far at the moment, and the team really need him to bring that together so that he's really consistent, and when he plays well, he plays really well. When he doesn't play well, he just plays well, um, if that makes sense. He needs to increase his floor significantly um, and build off that, and that can only come from more playing time and more experience. Question for you um, as we close this show, is Nemhard the fifth guy for you? Is he the starting shooting guard for this team, or do you think Matherin gets that spot back at some point down the stretch?
1: Are we talking this season or this season? for the for the future? This season, I think he'll ride out with Nemhard. I mean, Rick Carlisle like once every game look like looks like he wants to rip Matherin's head off, so I don't think he's going to trust him in the starting lineup. Uh, Nemhard obviously gives you that secondary ball uh, ball handler and playmaker. He's probably the best defender on the team as well now. So yeah, I think they'll ride out with him for the rest of the year. But obviously if we're talking next year and in the foreseeable future, I think that that's probably a different answer. What about you?
0: Look, I think there's a chance that Matherin plays himself into it, but I think Rick's more likely to have him as the lead scorer off the bench for the rest of the season. um, And then, I think is there's more of a chance that Matherin plays himself into finishing games than plays himself into starting games, if that makes sense.
1: Mm, yep. And that's what Buddy Hill did at times this year when he was coming off the bench.
0: Absolutely. And I think you need a guy who can score you know, 15 to 20 points a game. And Matherin is fully capable of doing that. Um, I think he does need to take a step up the rest of the season for this team's uh, overall ceiling to be raised above that play in to where they can compete in the first round series without Benedict Matherin scoring 20 points a game in a playoff series. I think this team will find it really, really difficult to be able to get over the top of the likes of New York, um, Philadelphia, et cetera, that come in to the East. Well, the paces are 30 and 25 with one game left until the All Star break. It is at Toronto in a day's time. Uh, So you would think that they would win that and finish the uh, pre-All-Star portion of the season 31 and 25, which is a great success. Uh, Speaking of great success, you can head to the Paceroos on Instagram and Twitter and you can enter in a really exciting competition to meet Tyrese Halliburton across All-Star weekend uh, when he does his signing for the Tyson Beck um, Signature Card Collection. You can head to Twitter, you can head to Instagram at The Paceroos on both of those platforms. Click the link, enter the competition, and we wish you the best of luck. We'd love to see a Paceroos listener get across the line for that one. For Alex, I'm Adam. This has been The Paceroos. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you again next time.